1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
2: Do not forget, PGA Championship updates on The Score are presented by the BMW Championship hosted at Olympia Fields Country Club this August. Got a four-way tie for first right now. Bryson Deschambeau. love saying that name. Strong, sounds like a good bubbles bottle of bubbles. Mm. Deschambault, we have a sixty-two dollar bottle of Bryson Deschambault. Oh, very nice. Oh man, yeah. sounds... yes, I'll, I'll. Do you have a rosé of that? Bring it
3: on. You sure that's not LeBron James's son's middle name?
2: <laughs> Possible. Breezy. He's Brown-y. tied with Adam Scott, Dustin Johnson. And Eric Cole, all sitting at four under right now. So, all right, thanks, Gabe. Got to see what the uh, the betting lines are on that. Groats. So I have not ventured. Have you been gambling? I've
3: been playing. It I haven't really spread my. Win. I did my first parlay recently. Okay, lost. I had the my parlay was uh, the White Sox winning, which I got, but it was the Lakers. Game one, Ooh, inter-sport. I picked. Yeah, right. yeah, I picked the Lakers Dangerous. to beat Denver, and then Denver beat the Lakers one thirty-two to one twenty-six.
2: Denver was favored, but like they were like minus two thirty in that game.
3: Denver, you, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know. Oh, you just. I was just trying. Oh, yeah. I, I would, you know, would have been a nice little pay up, but it was bonus. Okay, bonus bet money.
2: Because you've been doing good overall, right?
3: Overall, yeah. Okay. I've I've slowed down. Like, I had a really furiously good. First week of gam, maybe first couple of weeks where I wasn't losing. That's how they get you I, exactly? But then I, I actually said to myself, "There's no bleeping way that you're all of a sudden like you've cracked the code. <laughs> like you got Joe yeah. and all these guys who do this yeah. for a living. There's but no you, but way you that, got the you got, yeah, the, I, I got the sauce." I got figured out. Yeah, I know yeah. how to bet on baseball.
2: The key is to pull out the money that you put in initially. Like, that's what I did. I mean, win, I have, win, and then pull some out. Boom! Now you're playing with the house.
3: I have profited
2: on not yeah. a lot. But on the overall. Okay. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670. I need to win enough money to get me a shaver for my face. Mm. I have zero idea where my friggin race face shaver is in my house. The plug is connected to the wall. You know what I mean? Like the charger plug oh, just is connected right to the wall. So I'm, initially, I'm like, I got two kids. I got a wife that loves to just clean stuff up over there. And I'm like, okay, it's it can't be far. And then a day, you see my, when have you ever seen this little two o'clock shadow on my face? Yeah, you do have a two
3: o'clock shadow. I'm always
2: clean shaven. Right,
3: I'm clean shaven.
2: You're, and yeah. that's why I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Because what I finally come, came up with is that the kids were playing with my shaver and it fell into the bathroom garbage. And then that garbage has then been thrown away. It was. I don't know. I can't find my damn shaver. Okay. That could it's been be. almost a week now. Yeah. And so I, I I am now on like Amazon searching for shavers. Okay. Because I've given it up. Even though there's a as a reminder right there, a charger plugged into the wall. And I'm like, just, just sitting dude, there.
3: Yeah.
2: it's got to be somewhere. But then when you see my two little daughters go into the bathroom during teeth time, you could be like, yeah, that thing definitely ended in the garbage, and that's just where it is.
3: A three-year-old and a one-year-old, that's chaos yeah. in the bathroom. You're
2: going to lose a bunch of things that way. So, my question to you, Mark Grody, yes. and Sean, you got, you got some baby facial hair over there. We'll be able to chat with you as well. Are you a razor guy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a mm-hmm. big razor kind of mm-hmm. person? Or are you like a electric razor kind of a dude?
3: I am definitely... A regular old razor. school, like old school. Put some when, shaving when, cream when, when, on your face. Yeah, when you say old, yeah, put the put the barbasol, put lip, on. whip cream on your face. Whip, and then. Exactly, <laughs> and get the old straight edge out. Okay, but, but specifically, you say old school, but I do use a Mach Four. So let's let's be real here. And there used to be one that had like a little motor. Hold on, on, that, on hold
2: on. Let's ask it. the twenty-something-year-old when he said <laughs> Mach Four. Right? Yeah, I
3: knew what he meant. It's a right, gel razor. Right, no, no,
2: razor. no, no. I know you know what he meant. <laughs> But did that sound old school to you? The the mock the mock line. Does that sound old? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, Does it? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm old. old. So I'm old and, and I, that one like perked me up, but I thought like, damn, Deshaun Sears like They still got the box?
3: Me. Yeah, I don't they
2: think do. they do. I think I have one, honestly. But yeah. Your mom your mom bought you your first four pack and you got it still. You know I, I do something like that. Oh, you know what, dude? I
3: I will hook you up. I could probably hook you up. By tonight? With a... Oh shoot! No, it might <laughs> take some time. Nice. Never mind. This is a time-sensitive thing because oh, okay. yeah. I have a friend that used to work for Wall Shavers, so she has like she always gives me stuff. I've got a beautiful. So you, oh wait, so you have a yeah. wall? I got a beautiful electric razor. Yeah, that has all the extensions. Not well, because that's nasty. You know what? I might. I don't know if I've used it because, like I said, if and if I have it, I'm I, here. It's still I'm here intact. I will. It. I'll give it to you. Man. I want it. Okay. Because
2: I, I, I'm on Amazon and I'm looking at these things. First of all, the, the price of the things have gone down. What once was like a 70, 60 to 80 dollar purchase. Yeah. Like you're finding them on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Okay. Like the ones that can go in the water. Like I'm sure it's not the greatest thing in the world, but like there's a ton of them that are like between 30 and 45 bucks.
3: I just have never I've never felt like I get the right kind of shave with the electric. It I hear just you. never gets
2: tight. I like—I I want, yeah. want it all gone. I want it all gone. Unless to, I'm doing stubbles. I try. I try to live with a little stubble on my face. Now, Sean, you got a bunch of hair over there. Kind of a hair. No, nah, not guy. a beard. You don't got like a real man beard, but you got like some facial hair. I'm like, glad we clarified that. Thanks, yeah. everyone. You just, i got to paint the picture for everybody. Filthy you know what I'm is what you look. You look filthy. <laughs> over so what? There. What do you use? Do you have a, 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 a electric razor or not? Nah? So I've got both. Um, like right yeah. now, I'll probably trim it up. Like that's what I'll yeah. use with the electric razor. But if I like wasn't
3: doing a beard or whatnot, like if I wanted to yeah. shave. I usually use the razor, and I use Barbasol, too. The, mock, so. the Mach 5? The Mach 4. I've got some. Whatever Costco pack of, like, 20 came, that's what we have at the house. Uh, uh, razors? They're just called razors. I used to. You know, one of my tricks was. <laughs> it's Gillette, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Back in uh, college, somebody told me a good trick to use was, and they were dead wrong, was to use women's razors. Like if you have oh. sensitive skin and you like cut your face a lot when you shave, which is me, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, just buy a pack of like the the forty, you know, women's razors," yeah. and that didn't do anything.
2: Yeah, th- did. See, my my girlfriend uses my razors actually. That's aggressive because they're stronger. Yeah, she has okay. issues with it, yeah. so she uses my. So when you when you shave your face, you got her her legs on you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we 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 have, we have separate sides of the sink. <laughs> Same same razor though, bro. Come on, not the same that's all right. razor. Who cares? What's, What's same, wrong with that? Same razor brand,
3: but not the same. Ah, like she's not using the one that she. She's not handed it to me from the shower. Like here you go. I didn't know what you
2: guys were doing. over there. Bro. No, <laughs> well, I don't think no. that would
3: be such a bad thing. That couples could share
2: razors. I mean, I'd want
3: my own, but like, that's not the worst thing. Come either. on, it's not. Disgusting. You don't want
2: your girl all up on her leg doing the thing, uh, and then she then she goes and rinses it, and then you grab it, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got to get this five o'clock shadow <laughs> off of here, and you're like, you know. Okay, put it that way. <laughs> Vice versa. If you for that see man. her chopping off her hair. All right. Either way, I need to get one, and, I, and I'm- I'm going to look tonight. I'll, wait for, I'll buy a cheap razor. Okay. Mach 3, not the oh, 4. Oh, yeah. You're not ready for the no, 4. You ready, don't no. look like you You got to work your way up to yeah, the 4, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. This hair, a hair, no way. Yeah, this, this no,
3: you hair. got to start low, Mach man. Mach 2. I only uh-huh. want one, two blades, not four that, blades. That's <laughs> like me thinking I can gamble. You thinking yeah, that you could just use a Mach
2: 4. How dare I? I don't think so. All right, I'll work on that. If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to hit up the text line. 312-644-6767. It is Gabriel It is Mark Grody. Um, big game today. Nuggets, Lakers. Game two. That one starts at 730. Uh, you know, it looked like the the Nuggets just – I mean, and I've said this for a couple of weeks or a week now. I think the Nuggets are going to win the championship. Mm. So, Because they, they just have the best team. But you think that the Lakers are going to bounce back and win this game tonight?
3: I do. And I also think the Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA final. Like they're going to get there this year. Really? They're getting over the hump. Yes. The
2: Boston Celtics will win it all.
3: I don't know. I think, yeah, I think
2: there's a chance. I mean, the- their coach is 33. Do you think that stuff matters? Because I hear people say that, right? Like, oh, well, they're going to have a disadvantage. Well, they had the disadvantage last, well, with a supposed disadvantage versus the Sixers and Doc Rivers. What, in terms of experience. Oh, right. Well, I mean... And I then think now it, you got Spolstra and Pat Riley, sure the dynamic right. oh, duo. Yeah, Spolstra's good. So it's like, you know, do, do you put any... I, does that mean anything to you? I
3: guess a little. I mean, you, you can't not add it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a guy's young and some, uh, more experience is more experience. I mean, he's 33. But... thirty three, thirty yeah. four. 34. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, there's something to be said for experience, but... Yeah. There's also something to be said for a sharp young mind in Jason the N- in
2: the NBA that might have innovative ideas. Oh, I thought you were talking about Boston winning the championship. Jason Tatum just being an abs- absolute uh, absolutely out of his mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to have to be, isn't he? I think that they sh- they should win. They have just like the Nuggets. They have a good team, right? I think the makeup of their team is really good, and I think that they've been playing together long enough to where they feel good about one another. Whereas like the Miami Heat, they've been dealing with some injuries. I still have a little baby hate for Jimmy Butler down there somewhere. Yeah, but they stole that first game down thirteen. That's wild.
3: Yeah. So, but I do think Miami comes back and it eventually wins that series. You I mean, do, Boston.
2: Yeah. What? I got you. Yeah,
3: Boston. Yeah.
2: But so, who do you but, think? Who do you so, think wins between the Lakers and, and the Nuggets? I then? think
3: tonight, I think it's going to be the Lakers. But the series? The series. Whew,
2: Yeah, I have to go
3: with Denver. I absolutely have to go with Denver. And there is some, I will say... That there is some desire in there. I don't. I don't want LeBron to go to the finals again. I don't, Why not, do we feel like that? I don't know. It's it's petulant. I mean, I don't. I don't want him because then then you down, go, down, down. Lakers going, going down, down, down. Da- yeah, I just. I it hasn't. See, the we were talking about early, that earlier. Sports. I still have a. I mine is not so much petulance or hate at all towards LeBron. Okay. I'm just protective of the Jordan, and I don't. I like because if he start if he gets into another finals or wins another like this year then the discussion gets more serious you know what i mean like yeah. mj's the goat but the more he sticks around and fi- finds ways to get to to titles and maybe wins another one then then the argument gets more serious and the jordan truthers like i think you are of too of course you like you and i and then we start to lose our argument a little
2: bit. We lose a little steam. So, yeah, I'll admit it. Well, that's one thing for you and I to say certain things about LeBron James and maybe the Michael Jordan argument. It's another thing when you get to hear from one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in the NBA, and he gets to give his two cents on the, the goat debate. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: it, it's a funny thing. You know, you can't take anything away from either player. They're absolutely terrific players. You can only turn to the fact that Mike went to the finals six times, won six championships, and there's another thing that's kind of funny: about um, seventh games. How many seventh games in the final series did Michael have to go through? And there was never did. It never happened. We won in you know six, but uh, you know the reality is that the record stands, and that that's what happens in careers. Yeah, and the the game has changed. And the players have changed and how the game has been played has also changed, so you know take nothing away from either player. it's still a fact that like went to the finals six times and won six championships
2: and you've heard the argument made, right? You go to a significant other's house six times I don't want to say just the girls, but you know you go to a significant other's house six times mm-hmm. or someone that you're trying to hook up with six times and you hook up six times papa. That's awesome.
3: <laughs> Doing great. That's why I say, like, I, I'm a lifetime 240 hitter, and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs>
2: Dude, that's great. I love that. Right? I mean, I'm very oh, happy with that. My my hate for LeBron began with Derrick Rose, though, right? It didn't start with the LeBron James-Michael Jordan comparison. It started with Derek Rose and crushing the souls of, of the 2010s teams, and then it, it gradually – then with the, I'm going to go to Miami, and I'm going to win six, seven, eight championships. And it's like – then he – you know, flopped there.
3: Well, no, they did win two championships. Yeah, 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 but they yeah. didn't
2: they were, you know, they they should have won a lot more. Probably. Well, they yeah, I mean, especially yeah. They yeah. set the bar for themselves. Super team. So, of
3: course, yes, they knew they should have won
2: more. And then so then now you're right. You get into the, get into the area where, you know, if LeBron wins the championship this year, it's five. And then Bulls fans or Jordan fans are just going to say, Oh, you talk about, you know, like the Seattle Supersonic years where they beat, you know, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and Deadlift Shrimp, which were good teams, by the way. Yeah.
1: But, the glove. Like, then I had two. no problem with the glove. I had no problem with <laughs> Gary Payton. <laughs> right,
2: right, right. The exactly. <laughs> and then, but then you get to say the same thing like, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Like, are you beating, you know, some world class teams? Are, they, are those world class teams? What so- a piece of crap. Thank you. Les. You're talking about
3: relative, you're comparing like the '90s teams to the teams now. I'm is saying that what you're that, saying? I'm
2: saying that my argument for LeBron, I, I would always have an argument as a hater, and I would just point to that, be like, dude, you did you really beat a good team though? Like you know, Steph was on the way out. KD yeah. got eliminated early. You know, you beat Jokic. You know, like I, I would make an excuse is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah because
3: I mean, hell, you could like look at the Bulls titles. You could make the argument in the last couple of titles that the jazz might have been pound for pound better than the bulls like they you know especially in that last season yeah but they were still able to to overcome but anyway you know that's that's the 90s i don't know man yeah so competition this year i mean that's what i'm saying i'm just hating uh, yeah no i I think they're gonna get
2: swept i think i think the nuggets are gonna sweep them okay they're going to win I would this not game. be mad about that unless I bet on this game. Well, bet on the Nuggets winning. Okay. And then go then in LA, they're just going to impose their will. And that's going to be like the breakout game for someone, whether Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> or Jamal Murray, someone else is going to win that game for them in game three, and it's going to be unexpected, and they're going to crush their soul. And what's LeBron James going to do in game four when he realizes that his team is just not good enough? He's going to fade away like a Michael Jordan jump shot.
3: Can I ask you a question?
2: Man, that was good. That was like that was poetic. Clap now.
3: That was nice. Sorry, I might. I was thinking about this question. I wanted to ask. Okay, you. I'm, ready I'm sure that was great. Um, so <laughs> no, that was that. I committed radio sin. Sorry. Who would you rather have on your team, Jokic or Anthony Kumpo, Giannis? Oh man, isn't that good? See, was it worth me not? Hearing what you said now, with that, because of that question, because I was looking yeah, that up in my brain. because
2: usually you don't listen to me, and then it just no, I do falls usually out. listen. I just but like, this one hasn't had a good question okay. at the end of it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Giannis. Okay, I'd rather have Giannis. All right, just yeah, just a dominant force. Right, two steps to the basket. Yeah, just give me that, and then I feel I'm cool. probably with you
3: on that. Pro- and and some of it is bias because I've seen so much more. Yeah. of Giannis
2: I and Jokic mean, is awesome. <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from him. But yeah. Just, who would I prefer to have? Yeah. I'd rather have a wrecking ball that could dunk at the very end of that you know, demolition. I'm with you. All right. But what was that Jordan thing you said right before this? You said you had something really poetic. I said, if the Lakers are down 3-0 uh-huh. to the Nuggets, uh-huh. LeBron James is going to fade away like a Michael Jordan jump shot.
1: Oh, is that good? <laughs> Clap now. Clap now. So good.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all the way till 9 o'clock with Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. And on the other side, we got Mr. Schuster hanging out with us, talking Bulls basketball. Uh, What does he think about the Bulls purgatory that everyone uh, is saying that the Bulls are in? And how can they get out of it? Uh, We know the answer to that, but we'll ask him on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
1: It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670, The Score.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12
1: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward Modelo the mark of a fighter Drink responsibly beer imported by Crownland Port Chicago Illinois in Odyssey station
4: well we have to surround them with certain profile players right what I Said before, the ones that we try to bring and surround those three with. Um, I think once you miss any of that, you know that falls behind. But I think we have all this time, you know, in off season to figure it out how we can uh, how we can do better, and that's what we're gonna do. And exactly the moves or or anything that we do in off season, you're gonna be
2: able to to see. AK sounding like me right now. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody. Got to surround your players with, you know, top-tier talent. Got to find them. Who are they? It's not Victor Wimanyama. Mm. Tell you that. God. not Skou Henderson. That would have solved everything. It's not Brandon Miller. I know. All right. To talk a little Bulls basketball with us. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's the lead writer for Bleacher Nation. You can also uh, follow him on social media, Schuster underscore Elias. Elias. Damn it, Mark Grody got me. <laughs> we were just talking about this on, on, during the commercial break. That's why. Uh, Elias, man, when you hear AK, are you, are you, because there's, there's a couple different types of Bulls fans that are out there and those people that cover the Bulls. And it is, you know, me, people like me that is like, hey, Bulls were, you know, 22 and 60 a couple of years ago and you know these last couple years at least they've been you know somewhat competitive and gotten to the space and now i'm I'm willing to give ak the opportunity to see what his second pivot is right he's doing a euro step the first step the first step is where he's at right now and we got to wait for him to hit the second euro step it just takes a second you know are you that person or are you just like you built it to this point and it's crap (laughs) well i think it's uh I
5: think I land probably somewhere in between because on one hand, I think this is a situation where, you know, he, he clearly, uh, I think screwed up the process a little bit in terms of when you decide to go aggressive in the NBA, you have to stay on an aggressive path. You look at a lot of these, teams you know, they, they decided to go with continuity uh, idea after staying aggressive, but you can still be aggressive even within that mindset. If you look at teams like, uh, Boston or Golden State or even the Nuggets right now, you know, like these are all teams who, yes, have had their cores for a while, but within that have been able to add pieces at the time have gone on. We're talking about three straight transactional periods for the Bulls where they haven't really done anything. And yet you see teams like Boston, what did they do last year? They go and they add a guy like Derek White. Then they add a guy like Malcolm Brogan, six man of the year. This this off season. You see a team like, um, you know, you see the Golden State Warriors, they always are moving around their, their role players. Uh, you know, you can look at a team like um, Philly, who's doing that, the Nuggets, they add a guy like Bruce Brown, they draft a guy like Christian Brown. There's just, you can kind of go down the list when you look at these teams who have, you know, kind of built a nucleus, and we're putting aside the fact that those teams also have these massive superstars that the Bulls don't have, but you still need to be aggressive and go out there and, and add talent. And to me, the fact that he hasn't done that is definitely concerning. Now, with that said, this is like his first big failure, right, being his, in, in, in charge of the franchise. So this is also his very first opportunity to see if we, like you said, can pivot and can, you know, fix the errors that he made. To this point, though, he hasn't really shown – he's shown more of a stubbornness to, to stick with this idea of what hmm. he built than to, you know, say, okay, we need to change a lot of stuff. And so this offseason is pivotal for the team. we got to see if they, they accept defeat in this first phase and decide to move on. Well, I mean, he kind of said
3: it that you know he he and I'll put it a different way that he uh, like a lot of GMs or president of basketball operations they fall in love with their own players or with their own deals. So you've built this interesting core of players. Are you saying that he he's still? would not be willing to to make a big trade whether it was Demar DeRozan or Patrick Williams which I would not be as big at this point as it once was or even Vucevic or uh, he's a free agent though sign actually sign and trade though. yeah sign and trade so what what do you think the biggest trade that he would be willing to make at this point
5: yeah, it's 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 hard to say, especially because of how close to the best like this front office seems to keep things. And, and like I said, he has definitely seen uh, seemed a bit stubborn with like the players that he's built. He's in love with this kind of core. But with that said, I do think that you know he's going to have to consider all options. If I'm looking at like what big trades can be made, uh, you know, Vucevic, like you said, I don't necessarily think that can be considered a huge trade because it would have to be a sign in trade situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's probably more likely than not they resign him just to keep the asset. But if there's another team out there um, who's interested, maybe they're able to facilitate something and get a pick back and, and, you know, some sort of rotational piece or a younger piece. But a team really is going to have to want Vucevic for them to make that work. So I go the next step and I look at a guy like DeMar DeRozan. Um, I still think if I was like ranking, you know, at least the big three, the most likely for him to move. Uh, DeMar still feels more likely to me than Levine, obviously Levine, a lot younger. Um, you know, he, he was definitely, he came onto the scene. We saw what he looked like healthier. That's always been the thing with Levine. As long as he's healthy, he's improved every year and he's still a young enough building block for the franchise to continue trying to add pieces. And I don't think they think he's the number one guy, but he could be maybe a two or or a three. And you keep trying to see with him with DeMar. Um, you know, he's a valuable asset for a win now team. Uh, a great guy to have in the locker room, but also as we've seen the past two years, really competing at a high level. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I think they trade him, but if we're talking about the biggest move, I think they're willing to make uh, that would make the most sense. He's also extension eligible this summer. So they have to decide, Hey, are we going to pay him his next big contract? Cause guess what? He's been, you know, he was all NBA last year, two-time all-star while he's been with the team, he's going to want his money. So they're going to have to decide, Is they, are we going to pay him his next contract mm-hmm. or should we cash in on his value right now? And, and, uh, I, you know, it could be it could be the latter if they want to get if they want to really shake things
2: up. He's Elias Schuster right here on 670 the score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Margarita across from me. And, you know, it is tricky when you're talking about this bull situation. How did you feel when, when you saw that the Bulls didn't get that top four pick? Were you like, damn it, this seems like exactly what's supposed to be going on or, you know, like what, what was your mindset there? Well, I blame
5: the uh, Blackhawks for giving me a false sense of uh, yeah. a false sense of hope because I definitely fell into like you know I I knew asked me two weeks ago before the lottery and I'm like there's no way it's not going to happen but then you talk yourself into things you start to you, you start to believe the Blackhawks did what they did so yeah. I mean I was definitely it's definitely
2: disappointing where right? where were you at when they were, when they were drawing the names
5: I was just I was at I was just at my couch I was at home yeah, yeah. so I yeah, was like the rest of us there. Elias
2: you were like the rest of us praying to little baby basketball Jesus that the <laughs> Chicago Bulls will be able to get Victor Wembenyama or at least like Scoot Henderson because you just need somebody to shake up the team. That's the problem with where the Bulls are at right now. All right,
3: don't tell me that you guys didn't fantasize about it, about Wembenyama and how, how the Absolutely. lineup would – How would that have looked? Like how would the lineup have looked with those guys? How, do you, how would you I have think utilized? I think
2: if, if you dig it – oh, this is such a great game. I love last, it. I love it. So if you do get, if you do get Victor Wembenyama yes. – then you have to do the sign and trade for Vooch at that point, mm, okay? Because you you yeah. you need some sort of rim protector, yeah. or So you would need someone to offset that. And you can't have two of those guys playing at this on, on the floor at the same time. So you would have to facilitate that trade. Maybe you keep Demar Derozan at that point, depending on you know who you get back in exchange for this. Oh, I love this conversation. This is making me happy again. See, this Bulls thing was pissing right. me off for a second, Elias, but now I'm feeling good again. So the big three well, would have been making you. It's making you happy, but he's but but he's headed to San Antonio. Oh, and now I'm back side again. Oh,
3: <laughs> Pop can, Pop can again. Uh, get back up again be like, okay, I'm, yeah. re- I'm rejuvenated. I feel great.
2: Yeah. It sucks to be in situations well, like that, but you know what? You know, the, the, the thing is, like, where they're at right now, and, and, I, and I said this yesterday when I was talking, guys, is that, you know, you got to see what that second step looks like, and that's where he's at right now. And so we can try to say, like, oh, this, this is the NBA. You know, it's like if Minnesota Timberwolves want Rudy Gobert, they just go get him. If the Phoenix Suns want Kevin Durant, they just give up a ton of assets. Like, if you really want something to change or you really want you know, things to look different, you can do that. But it's just a matter of, like, does he have the cojones to go ahead and do something like that and pull the trigger? Because like you said, Elias, you know, you fall in love with your guys. And yeah. we see it in every sport. We see the Bears do it all the time. We see, you know, the White Sox are doing it right now. You, you fall in love with your guys because you think you have put together the— like the best possible roster that's out there with what you were able to put. Yeah, and
3: out there. you said it, Elias. Early on, he was like, he, "Oh man, we got ourselves a, an aggressive GM. We, this is the guy," and he just stopped, didn't he?
5: Absolutely, yeah. That's and that's the big, like I said, that's the big problem. I mean, you know, you and hopefully that's the lesson that you know he's learned because obviously, you know, the, the, we we all know the Bulls fan base has kind of been. Are, you know the Bulls fan base, people are very uh, can be very ruthless, and 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 for good reason. It's been a long, long time since they've had a truly competitive team, and you know ever since the Jordan years, there's been there's been too many down years. I think we're talking about. I think I wrote about this earlier this year. If you go back to the three Alphas era of Jimmy Butler and Wade and everybody, that was uh, since then. Since that season, they've had like the fourth worst uh, winning percentage in the NBA. So. You know, we're talking about a team that is exciting when, when this front office comes in and they decide to be aggressive, but if you, you know take your foot off the gas then you're stopping in the middle of the road and, and you know you either have to decide i'm going to keep going straight or you're going to have to turn around. The more you just sit there, you're risking uh, a collision you're but you're, yeah. that's what we saw this season. You saw a collapse, you saw uh, an ugly accident. so you have to keep moving, and, and that's kind of uh, the lesson that hopefully uh, he's learned in this process, and then we see him make a decision this summer.
2: What do you think was the biggest mistake that he's made i mean is it a is it a pat will you know draft? Is it a you know giving money to Lonzo Ball not necessarily taking into uh, taking into account like his injury history is it you know where, where do you think the the issue is or the biggest issue i should say?
5: Right, I think the. I mean, so I, I I wouldn't label it as the Lonzo Ball thing just because I think there's probably other teams out there who would have gladly taken the sign and trade that they got, taken a chance on his knee. We saw how good he played, and it was a very short stint, but you know, uh, just a, a great player all around. So it's not that's just such an unfortunate situation, and I and I can't really blame him because the money was good too. It was a good contract um, for the production they were getting out of him. But when I look at like the big mistake and. Because the Patrick Williams thing, too, he's so young. We've got to I, wait. I still think we need to wait a little bit. I understand it's been a pat, a bit underwhelming. But, you know, for me, it's, it's two things. It's like I said earlier, just the taking your foot off the gas, like not trying to add more pieces, sitting out of two tra- trade deadlines, only adding Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic last offseason when they said, we need to add three-point shooting. Neither of those guys are <laughs> high-volume three-point shooters. So that's the big thing is just lack of aggression after deciding to go that route. But the second thing is, you know, and, and it's hard for me to bring up because I do, you know, respect Vucevic as a player. I think that he's been he's he's been a bit um, underappreciated in terms of his reliability and, and what he's done at times. But that trade, in hindsight, you know, and yes, hindsight's twenty twenty. But the amount of assets you gave up, and I wrote about this earlier this week, you gave up a number eight pick, a number eleven pick, and Wendell Carter Jr. And at the end of the day, that's technically three lottery picks. And, you know, Wendell's Wendell. I think some people, he was playing for a bad team. So who knows that those, his decent stats will carry on, but that's a, a number eight pick and a number 11 pick. If you go back in time and tell our like, Hey, those are the two picks you're giving up for Vucevic. He's not doing it. You know, <laughs> you're not going to give up a two top 11 picks. So that sets this team back in terms of their flexibility. And it's part of the reason I think that he was, you know, a little less eager to go out and, and make big moves and continue to, because well, the, the, those picks, well, you
3: know, you wish you had those back. I don't know if I want those players back though. We were kind of talking about that earlier, and I don't feel for some reason. I you're, don't not f- a, you're not, you're not,
2: you're not, you're not the number six seed if you got Franz Wagner and a, a number eleven pick and a window Carter Jr. That's all I, when I when I hear that one because I do. I I understand that people don't like it in terms of the amount of assets, but when you're looking at where your team would be, you know, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think they'd be in a much better place they not have boots, but it depends, right? Because who would that four be? What would that four look like on a squad with Zach and DeMar? Maybe it would be a, a different roster makeup and they would perform at a, at a higher level without having to worry about, you know, your four taking threes and, and not necessarily protecting the rim. It's a good discussion for sure. But yeah, I mean,
5: yeah, you're not a six seed. You're not a six seed, you know, last year for sure, if you don't do that, but, you're you were a nine seed this year, and you uh, you missed the playoffs. Yeah. So the question is less about you know, you, it's you're definitely right. Your short term you know success isn't going to be what it was w- w- after making those trades. But the question now is about like the future success, how sustainable is? We saw that one one season with a six seed isn't what they want. They want to do you know a six seed and better, but they went backward. So I think that's why it's a little hard when yeah. you look you know you you, you look back at, at missing a guy like Franz who looks like you know a a, a very solid starter and. And you know, maybe a, probably not a multi-time All Star, but who knows if he makes an All Star game one day. But like you're, you're just talking about future. Yeah. You're looking
2: and you're assets too, Elias. Right? Like assets, assets that you could, you could have traded away to the to right. another team that would have given you some sort of you know mid-level superstar that could have came over and made a difference for your team. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. It would have been a good one. Who's
3: winning it all, Elias? I like who's, it. who's going to the NBA Finals? Who's winning it?
5: I'm. Uh... I I'm I'm hoping for the nuggets. Let's go. I, I think uh Let's go. Okay, so we're on the same page. We're all yeah. on the same page. Yeah, we all have our reasons. Right. I mean for me I just think, you know, Jokic is too good not to get one. And uh he's been, you know, such a such a fun player to watch. I also just I don't really want to see the 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 Lakers or Celtics <laughs> Dude, win it. And welcome to our
2: show. <laughs> welcome you know, to our show. We're all on the same page right now. Yeah. That's great. I love it. All right, yeah, Jokic gets, gets to get one without in, in a year that he doesn't win the MVP. To me, that's the kicker right there, right? It's like you don't get the MVP, you win the championship, and you say, "Screw the MVP, I'm glad I got my, I'm glad I got my trophy." So that's what we're all hoping for. So it'll be a good one. That game starts or started already. Sorry. Uh, so we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that one. Elias, man, I appreciate you hanging out with us uh, right here on six seventy to score.
5: For sure. Thank you guys for having me on. Have a good
2: one. Make sure you follow him at Schuster underscore Elias, lead writer at Bleacher Nation. Uh, does does a lot of other stuff over there as well, so make sure you guys check him out. Gabe and Grody here on 670 score. Is, is it time to talk Bears yet? Bears. Thank you. It's always time to talk Bears. Now, that's a cut right there. Oh, yeah. It's always time to talk about the Bears. And we'll do that after the break. A little Justin Fields chat. I think you and I need to to check back in. You know how they say couples should check back in? Oh, you know, absolutely. I think you and I need to check back in about this Justin Fields thing so we can both feel We get it.
4: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good about where where we're
2: going. I will do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score.
1: It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 the score in Odyssey Station.
2: They're I mean, going to go eight and nine. The, the well, you Chicago have Bears. They got the MVP.
1: Bill. They got the MVP on their team. We've just given them the award. I mean, the guy that doesn't have
5: Joe Montana in his top five quarterbacks is now giving out MVP awards in, in May. I love this. This is incredible. I like. I just. I shake my head when he talks because I just like. How is this possible? Well, okay, let's go through some evidence. Ninety-one sacks, averages seven yards every time he gets sacked. Twenty-nine fumbles in two years, right? I mean, the guy's a walking turnover machine. Doesn't throw the ball. His numbers. I mean, I took Davis Mills's numbers and his numbers passing are identical. The problem is Davis Mills won five games. This guy's won four.
1: This verbal abuse.
2: <laughs> I ain't even talking about you. Shut up. <laughs> I need that way more often than my. Whenever I'm on the radio, I need that bump right there. Uh, it is game. It is Grody. It is 670, the score. That was Mike Lombardi talking about Justin Fields. And it seems as though there are those people. It's like an 80-20 split. 80% of people are like, are you guys stupid? Haven't you watched the film on this guy? And then there's 27, 20% of the people that are like, have you been watching the film on this guy? It's not very good. And, and I, I seem to be in that space where I'm seeing that a lot. And you and I want to lean on uh, what Lou Getze said about Justin Fields and that he's light years ahead Of where he was at last year. Whatever. I mean... What does that
3: mean? I I think that's just something you say. I think when they talk about that kind of stuff, when they talk about light years ahead, I think he just is talking about knowledge of the system all the things that we talked about remember when Matt Nagy would always talk about getting in and out of the huddle right the, the, the bait. like he that's the part I think when they say Justin Fields is light years ahead of where he was last year I think it's just having a firm grip on the concepts and what and knowing what he's the hell he's doing but out does there. that equate to performance not necessarily that's my point like yeah he's got it he knows the playbook he knows where he's supposed to be. He knows where other guys are supposed to be. He is an absolute leader. So, sure, in the, in those regards, and those kind of peripheral things, he's sure, he's light years ahead. But I'm still waiting for somebody to say his mechanics and passing are light years ahead of where they were the previous year, and this guy is going to light it up in the air. You still don't hear that. I'll say one more thing, though. That cut where Mike Lombardi coming in who are you crapping mike lombardi (laughs) there's no way you can make this little davis mills argument if you like but until until you want davis mills over justin (laughs) fields don't give me that crap because i I think i've heard him make that and i had no but i had no problem with people being critical of justin fields i'm critical of justin fields i don't know if justin fields is going to be a superstar but stop with the davis mills crap
2: no one crapping no one would ever take
3: nobody would ever take davis mills over right and that's what Chuck i wish somebody Roberts. would ask so you're saying you take davis mills mike lombardi right. hell no with so the number stop one pick crap. in the draft
2: mike lombardi takes davis, davis mills, mills over justin fields <laughs> yeah, right. that's idiotic isn't so stop crazy? with that don't don't use that comp
3: isn't it crazy that guy like ran the patriots <laughs> i mean that's what, I, I actually i don't have a problem with mike lombardi i like the fact that he speaks out and, a, and some of i mean he was right about mitch trubisky there's no doubt he about was. it, but this is cornball stuff when he's talking about yeah. Davis Mills. I mean, that's I, ridiculous. Stop I think he's just that.
2: more upset about the fact that, you know, there is the contingent out there that is saying, they're literally handing Justin Fields the like, top three I understand. I understand. That, I understand. Which is, that, that that in itself is ridiculous.
3: We did that with Trubisky after the 2018 season. There were people putting money down on the futures on just Mitch Trubisky to be the MVP in 2019. And, I mean, I – I guess you could understand. I mean, there was a strong finish, I suppose, for Trubisky because yeah. he did have a pretty good game against the Eagles in the playoffs. But that was kind of crazy. And, you know, I, I was on a podcast last night talking about this. And they Which were one? asking me. It, it's the, um, Wh- it's who's the host. My guy, Phil.
2: Oh, Phil, my God. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's the. God, it's had two different names. They're gonna kill me for not knowing the names. My ever for for throwing it's, you out uh, there. the tape. Never lies. Okay. The guys from the tape never lies. Okay. That's yes. a good pod. Yeah. It's a very good pod. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are my two guys. So what were you we right? saying? On Phil there, and Shane. Fair. So they were asking. You know, is Justin Fields? Is is he gonna be a star? Like, was, is he? And I just don't know how to answer that because we didn't see it with the passing last year. Now, you obviously have. Reason to believe that there are better players around him. Obviously, with just simply with the addition of DJ Moore, and if you want to go with Darnell Rydens and second-year Braxton Jones and Tevin Jenkins is back and all that, so it feels like they'll have a better offensive line. It feels like they'll have better receivers. So, is that all? Does it does it really? We watch Justin Fields. Does it seem like that's all he needed, and he's
2: good to go? Grody, doesn't it, doesn't that depend on what? you want from him as a fan because if you're saying Justin Fields needs to be Jalen Hurts this season, then you are very likely you're being disappointed. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't. So, so I'm saying like for me, it's, and it it has been, I just want, I just, as long as Justin Fields has not plateaued yet, right? If you can keep getting better, then that's okay to me because then that means you do become a star maybe in, in two years. Right, mm-hmm. or where it, then you have the offense down, you're able to run run it in it in you know your speed and and complete passes the right way. So if you're just better, but I'm not sure. Doesn't
3: he have to be good though this this year? I'm not saying great. I'm but, not but saying isn't superstar. He, isn't he
2: good already though? Mm. Yeah, good. I'm talking about good. I'm not saying I'm not saying you know I'm saying like right in that like 13 to 17 range yeah. of quarterbacks. I mean, right. And that's
3: good. Yeah, absolutely. And and what he did with his feet last year was great.
2: Right, but but Which it all makes averages good. out to good. It's a good, exactly. And so for me, I, I think he, I think he's good. I think or else, or else Ryan Poles would have drafted a quarterback this year or, or considered it at the very least. And so you have a good quarterback. Can he be better to then make him? But but he has the potential to be great.
3: I think so too. I mean, Absolutely.
2: But he's he's just in that middle space right now. Yeah. And you're you're hoping that he doesn't plateau before he gets to great. Uh, uh,
3: absolutely. And I just. I don't know. I mean, in theory, you'd think his third year in the system now, this will be his second year.
2: Remember, you know, Luke know, But but his offensive line growth, is is his offensive line good enough? I don't know. Because that's what everybody said. Get him an offensive line. Okay, well, does he have an offensive line? I don't know. Get him some weapons. Does he have weapons? Because if he does, then there's no more excuses. All right,
3: all right. So you tell me, do the Bears have a representative offense that can that a quarterback should be able to thrive in. That any you drop a quarterback right. in there and they'd be like, yeah, that that's that's a good or better than good cast of characters as far as your offensive weapons I'll throw out a name. yeah okay.
2: Derek Carr. Okay. If you slid Derek Carr into the Chicago Bears offense with a DJ Moore, mm-hmm. with a Darnell Mooney, with mm-hmm. a Chase Claypool, with a Cole Komet, with a Tunyon. With that offensive line, Equanimee Saint now. <laughs> Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert. If you drop him into that offense, yeah, I would expect the Bears to be able to score more than twenty points a game. Pretty damn good. So that said, the, that's a lot of pressure
3: on Justin Fields. I love we're, that. we're we're going to find out. So I I agree with you that the that the Bears now have a representative offense. Yeah, one that a quarterback should be good in so, Justin Fields has to take that next step this year. And, unfortunately, the reason I waver and I don't know is we just didn't see it enough. I, you, we can hear what Luke Getz is saying, like, light years ahead. And he's working out with everybody. But that, I heard that stuff year after year after year with Trubisky. Everybody's too. on a beach throwing it to their wide receivers uh, right Absolutely. Now. <laughs> like, that stuff doesn't move me anymore. Yeah. It used to. When, oh, Alan Robinson yeah. and Mitch Trubisky are doing what? Oh, man. Wait a minute. Did you say they're playing catch together? 4,000
2: yards by Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's my quarterback and that's my wide receiver. All right. They're playing cuts together. And I
2: didn't kill my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Let's watch the samples, though. Does Herb Howard think that a Derek Carr is a good comparison? I like that. For Justin Fields in terms of what the output should look like? Or does he have another idea uh, for what the star quarterback should be in the upcoming season? We'll talk to Herb Howard on the other side from It's the Bigs. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score.